Hello, welcome to Time to Say Goodbye. That's a bit of a false start, but it's okay. We are joined today. Actually, today is the 26th of July. Power, uh, the the Mega Millions jackpot is $830 million right now. Uh, <laughs> now, have you... I am going, after we finish this podcast, to go buy some Mega Millions <laughs> tickets. That's what you. I'm announcing at the beginning. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Is this a national jackpot? I don't. Well, it's 45 states. Wow. 45 um, states. Okay. Including the District of Columbia, which is something I just looked up on Wikipedia. But okay. um, New York definitely qualifies. So both of you are you, meaning, okay, um, we have a guest with us today. <laughs> Giving away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Guess why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Wei. Uh, I'm. I guess my my full name is Wei Chu, and I write about food and culture. Um, I write about a lot of stuff, but I think yeah, primarily these days, I think on the internet, I'll write about food. Um, and yeah, longtime friends of Jay and Tammy's. Yeah, Hi. way. Uh, we all go way back. Um, I. Did not mean that in any sort of pun, so I apologize. But like we go way back and we're super <laughs> excited um, to have you on the show. If there's some familiarity or breakdown of the normal format of introducing a guest, it's just because, you know, these are people that we know. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Are you guys going to buy your, um, Tammy, are you going to buy a Mega Millions jackpot? Now ticket? that I know it's a thing, maybe. I have never bought a lot of ticket in my entire life. It's pretty, I don't know. It's like kind of. I like funny. doing it. Is it fun? Okay. I go every now and then. I think it's I think it's fun. What I like to do is I like to go buy the ticket and then uh, I go buy a bag of apples at the bodega <laughs> and I put, <laughs> and I put it in the uh, the the community fridge down the street for me oh, just for a little bit of luck. Good juju. What right. what does that mean? Can you explain the thinking behind that? Like, what what like does a, the apples have to do with? It's uh, just like a little bit of superstition. Like maybe if I give back to the community, I'll get a little bit too. Is there like some, is it like a cultural thing? Is it like, no, not at all. Is that good luck because the apples are red or something like that? Yeah, like, no, are know. you guys, is that a little, is, are you being racist? Because I'm, no, I know. We're trying to, I'm trying to be as culturally essentialist as possible, but it's just like, okay, so you put it in the community. It's not a, it's not a cultural thing. Uh, it's not about being Chinese. Um, actually, my reporting partner like came up with the idea. And so it's just, it's a little bit of, superstition I, I don't even check the i don't even check the numbers afterwards she checks the numbers she takes my ticket and she checks the numbers for me oh okay well i, I i'm gonna try and do something similar to that but not with apples you know what are you gonna more, put in the community fridge i don't know it's one of the korean things is that like you turn you if you're playing like hatu or something like that or you're playing some gambling game if you i don't know if this is true or not but i think it's true is that if you go out to <laughs> where, where the people you're playing with shoes are and you turn them upside down it's supposed to bring them bad luck oh i've know? never heard that that's hilarious <laughs> anyway so you're gonna come so maybe, turn our shoes upside down jay yeah i'm gonna fly to new york and <laughs> specifically turn both of your shoes upside down because i don't care if i don't care if, if uh if anyone else wins i just don't want you two to win no I mean, I, 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 how do you um I actually don't think I would want to win the lottery is the reality. I think you would. It would be cool to have. Because the tax liability. The tax liability. (laughs) (laughs) Why would it not be cool to win the lottery? I mean, you could just give it all away, right? You could be like, like, you know, a philanthropist or something like that. I I don't know, man. It seems stressful. It does seem actually stressful. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I you have your relatives like coming that. out of nowhere. That's yeah. That's exactly. I will say, uh, yeah, not to be reductive, but I think that's a that feels very Chinese to me. That if I won the lottery, I would just hear from every like, I'd just be uh, fielding calls from Shanghai for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> but you could you could give all the every single one of your relatives like five hundred thousand dollars and still be okay right like, jay you can you're... handle it if i win the lottery i'll let you handle all that stuff <laughs> okay i'll be for the small fee of one million dollars i'll be your, <laughs> i'll be your disbursement hub you know i'll be like listen all questions come to me you know if you're a family member you come through me that i am the distribution <laughs> hub for, for like family the and the administrator and the... of the 9-11 fund like if it's <laughs> jay oh my god yeah exactly. well, I mean, that's pretty <laughs> dark there tammy but, sorry yeah. sorry um, so they're similar to that Okay, well, um, I didn't mean to talk about the lottery for five minutes, but I just learned this. And I, after this, I really am going to go down and try and get some Mega Millions tickets just because I think it's kind of fun. But yeah, maybe I will take some apples or something like How that. How much are they, these tickets? Them. It's $2 each. $2 each. Okay. Yeah, so get yeah, let's like two, do it. Get okay. two I'll, I'll do it too my, after the pod. Um, the Chinese yeah. liquor store I go to, they... What do you mean the Chinese liquor store you go to? My liquor store around the block is owned by these Chinese people, so I call it the Chinese liquor, and they sell lotto tickets there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you I can do it too. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I had it. Yeah. I had an image of you like having like buying like just like buying bottles. Oh, of, like, like Joe. Mao Tai or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do you sell that? Oh man. Uh, anyway, all right. Okay. Well, speaking of drinks, we've had. Uh, we wanted to have way on because um i don't know we were man i don't i don't i don't know how to put this but this is our sec going to be our second episode about boba related things <laughs> right and i don't think the whole episode is gonna be about boba we have a lot to talk about in terms of food with way but one of the things that we all decided was that pete's coffee right which uh originated here in berkeley california recently put out something called a jelly drink, right? And um, now they're very like conscious about it, I believe, right? Which is mm. that it's basically boba. It's like, but it's not boba. It's boba with brown sugar in it, in it right? But they do say like, this is inspired from boba, right? Is that, tr is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now this is, this is launched off at sort of Maelstrom. Has it? I, is it? Am I? Am I characterizing this correctly? Is it a an actual Maelstrom? Are people actually mad about this? I'm not on the internet. Are mad about? Oh yeah, you're not on the internet anymore. So I, I learned about I don't this know from that food critic Salejo in the in San Francisco Chronicle. Oh yeah. yeah. And Same, um, I was, was the just first. like, right? Like I was interested in it just because I think Pete's was very sensitive about it. Yeah, which I think yeah. makes this like a boba chapter 15. You know what I mean? Because we've had like the same controversy <laughs> around appropriation so many times. And now Pete's is like, it's jelly. So oh, I thought so it was oh, just funny, you know, you like they're trying Tammy, to like preempt. Tammy, so you think it's a, yeah, they're trying to preempt the calls of cultural appropriation by calling yeah. it jelly. And I don't but know now, if it's going to work. So people huh. are truly pissed about this. Well, they're I don't pissed know. that they aren't calling it boba. Well, it's called the summer of jelly, right? And um, <laughs> that's what Pete's is calling it. And uh, and you know, Salilho is is somebody who's work. I very much admire. Um, I think they are an amazing food critic, and actually, uh, you know, doing kind of like a, I don't know, kind of like a cool 
Jonathan Gold-like thing here in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the food that I, restaurants I go to are actually um, Soleil's recommendations. The, the headline is Pete's Coffee Takes a Cultural Appropriation Approach to Bubble Tea. So yes, there is some displeasure out there about this, right? And I think that like our stance on cultural appropriation, right, as a show, I believe now, way, please disagree if you, if you do. But me and Tammy's uh-huh. approach to cultural appropriation is essentially like the eye roll emoji, you know, I think over like in terms of food, Asian food stuff where I'm just like, come on, you know, it's okay, right? For the most Go part. Go for it. Right. And that the people who are the maddest at it tend to be sort of like second generation or 1.5 generation Asian people who are generally like upper middle class or like upwardly mobile. And they're kind of like, putting a they're almost like gatekeeping a type of second generation type of authenticity about the food right and then it's like how dare this white woman make dumplings or something like that and, right, you know right, right. it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. it's like like is anyone really mad that 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 this person has made dumplings right like um <laughs> are the people who are actually selling dumplings for a living who are not like you know putting in those like uh you know like those sil- you know those like gray chairs that are in every like kind of like fancy restaurant you can buy them at Design Within Reach. I don't know. They're like, oh, the plastic form ones. <laughs> is that what they are? They're, they're like, like <laughs> little metal. They're like little metal, great like things. Oh, they're metal. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. It's like I don't know what you're talking. I about. I was thinking of those like molded plastic ones. Oh no, no, like, no, no, Eames no, no, chairs. The Eames chairs. I think the uh, this is Not like the, the metal chairs, version like of that. the Eames. Okay. Shell right. chair. Yeah. Either way, it's like you know a Chinese restaurant with like an Eames shell chair in it, right? Like the one and. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the people who are always the maddest, right? And so for us, it's like, you know, kind of like, a, well, I don't know. We don't have to be so mad. That's our stance on it. Do you agree with this stance? Yeah, I well, I agree with you guys. I actually, um, I I think it's really sick when things like get appropriated by these like big chains, right? Like I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't, sometimes I think I, uh, it's hard for me to believe that there's outrage over, I don't know, like uh, there not being enough boba options at pete's um <laughs> i don't know i read i actually read um i thought serena die and bon appetit had like a nice rebuttal to this piece which was to sort of talk about how um bobification of drinks at places like starbucks or pete's is um is a really nice uh it's a really nice development for non-alcoholic drinks that don't include caffeine you can just have like in the middle of the day as sort of like a dessert with a friend. So I don't know. I think that's more where my opinion is. So I agree with you guys, but I also know you guys are Boba haters. Yeah. I'm not into it. Good memory. Isn't that, weren't you guys talking about that the last time on the first Boba show? True. I'm not that into it. Andy liked it, but Andy's not, you know, that's why Andy's no longer part of the show. We kicked him out because he likes Boba. (laughs) I just don't like sweets. No, well, yeah, what is it that, what is it that, okay, first of all, I, a couple of things, I think, cause I'm an East coast Asian, like Jay, I'm from the South. I feel like sometimes I think about like all of this outrage and I'm like, maybe it's cause I'm not a West coast Asian that ha- like feels like a lot of this culture is um, like proprietary. Like I kind mm, of, um, that's I think when people sort of mistake me for being more Asian than I am, I get like really excited about it because most of my life, like, you know, people are disparaging me for being white. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, I don't know that I'm like actually like the boba expert, but I, I don't know. Like I, I do like boba. I don't think it's particularly delicious, but, um, I do think it's like, you know, it's between a snack and a meal 
and it's would you get it at pete's would i get it yeah i i don't know i'm the kind of person who just likes to try anything new you know i would i would totally do it because i would think it was like funny and um interesting and just to like try it out yeah yeah i mean look i i want to i want to correctly characterize salil's argument here and i it's my fault that we didn't do it because i was like skipping around in the article as we were talking but i think the i think the final graph is the right one to read which is that um still maybe there's a chance that people start to view the pete's jellies the way that some mexicans view taco bell as not the real deal but a funhouse version of it that exists in a category of its own instead and i hate to say it it'll probably easily find purchase among people looking for a blander and less obviously asian approach to bubble tea one giveaway is the fact that aside from the single press release that only p- people like me read, you don't see boba mentioned in any of the new drinks menu descriptions or promotional material. Instead, it's just jelly. There's no scrap of a hint that the drinks were inspired by a long-established genre of Taiwanese cafes, both here and abroad. While the chain takes pains to mention that the jellies are plant-based, it seemingly can't bear to mention that Asians had anything to do with the idea, Right. Now, I find that to be an interesting take on this because, like, what's being asked is basically to just acknowledge that, like, this is kind of like fake boba, right? But, like, what mm-hmm. I don't know. First of all, I was just wondering, like, well, what does that do, right? Like, what does it yeah. do to sort of acknowledge that this is in? It almost feels like a land acknowledgement or something like that, right? But it's about <laughs> boba. <laughs> it's like about boba. <laughs> Oh my god, there's a sticker that's like this is really from the San Gabriel Valley. Like (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, That's amazing. That would be very funny overall though, you know. Like that would be hilarious. uh, If all food had to be that way, you know, the way that you just Yeah, you have to read land rights. Can't you totally see like a group of Berkeley Asian American students making like a San Gabriel Valley sticker and like putting it on protests (laughs) in protest on every like Pete store? (laughs) Um Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, like I, I guess it's just like I don't quite understand what the lineage of this type of argumentation is. And again, this I am saying somebody who's a fan of this writer. You know, um, I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of just like, all right, well, where do we get to at this point? The people made like it's not boba, right? Um, here, I should reveal that I have tried this drink. I tried it this morning at about eight o'clock this morning. I went to the <laughs> original Pete's. You know. So uh, I wow. got it straight from the source, which uh, the original oh piece is in Berkeley. Um, and I went and I ordered it. And I, you know what? I will say I did feel ridiculous ordering it, you know, because there was this, <laughs> I, there was this gigantic sign that said the summer of jelly. And then the I was jelly. I have I, I was I have really bad eyesight. And so um, especially for like signs and stuff. And so I was like crowded up like right next to the sign like a crazy person because the only way that oh I could read God, the because I couldn't figure out what was being read <laughs> and so amazing. I was like sitting there squinting and then I was like I would like and I was like I would like the and you know like basically invading the person behind the counter's personal space because I was leaning over the counter to read the <laughs> to read the summer of jelly sign on what I should get oh and then I was like Fair I would class. like the green matcha oat milk brown sugar jelly which is what i ordered right now i will say first of all it took like eight minutes to make which i feel bad about like it took for fucking ever and i felt bad you were in the drive you were in the drive-thru jay no no they don't have a drive-thru i was like sitting there next to like some dude who was explaining particle physics to somebody else which is basically wow berkeley it's a scene at the original pete's was i the only asian 
Well, it's like there's no one else in the store. It's like me and these two old white dudes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I don't know. We can add that in as like a grievance, you know, which is just like <laughs> not enough Asians. Well, I thought that's what you were saying. It was embarrassing. Like in addition to you, not oh, you, you, you felt like, like they were, an Asian you felt like they were like racially profiling me. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> and oh. then she's like so stressed out. She's taking eight minutes to make it because she's like he's Asian. I yeah, have to do exactly. A good job. Exactly. Wow. You're like she's come. She's come to podcast about it and cancel me you know or it's like yeah or it's like if, if like exactly. an Asian person goes to Panda Express and the people behind the counter are just like Psh, you know some exactly. Asian you are you know <laughs> like you fucking traitor <laughs> yeah this orange chicken is not real oh my you know? god exactly but, um, no Wait, I, can I can I interrupt yeah. can I interrupt with one thought that I'm having that I don't want to forget um maybe this is a little bit insensitive of me but I think the word jelly is a little bit Asian it like, is, because it's an Asian thing. The jelly candy yeah, like is you, an Asian thing. When I hear the word jelly in like a liquidy context, I immediately think Asian. Hmm. I think so they, they don't need to say boba is what you're saying. Like, yeah, and jelly is, like jelly, jelly is like yeah. a classic. You go you go to a boba shop and you get like grass jelly in your or whatever, totally. right? Like brown sugar jelly. So I, I don't know. I think that's one – a hard time I'm having as I listen to this is like jelly already strikes me as being immediately Asian. Well, the thing they're talking about, which is mm-hmm. the jelly sweet thing, is an Asian candy. You get in those little cups. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right, like those the like Vietnamese store. Yeah, yeah. They look like yeah. – I have a, I have like a vat of them upstairs because my mom brought it down for my kid and she, you know, none of them oh, would eat it. Yeah, like, yeah, classic Asian – I don't know. I think maybe jelly is – Mm, yeah. I I think jelly might categorically just be like an Asian consistency, even. Okay. Um. All right. Sorry. So Jason, like it or not, going. they're participating okay. in it. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. They. You know what they did? They like were like, we don't even have to bother with referencing boba. We're going even mm-hmm. deeper into into jellies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it took forever to make, and it came yeah. out, and it's like, um, I will say. I wanted to like it because of my contrarian nature, you know, because uh, when I yeah. told Wei and Tammy that I was and, and May that I was going to go eat, have one of these, the expectation that was that it was going to be disgusting. And I wanted to like, right. do this big reveal being like, actually, it was delicious. <laughs> but it was pretty gross. It's weird. Really? Because, yeah, because it's like this, like, it's this brown sugar jelly that feels like it's infused also with maple syrup, you know? Huh. And so it's like huh. green matcha oat milk with mapley flavor throughout of it that you have to crunch on. You know, it's it's gross. What is the? They're crunchy. It's yeah. Like, what is the? Uh, it's slimy, mild crunch. You know. Interesting. Yeah. It's and not it's good. really and it's just like overpowering. It's like a like shrimp. Green. You know, like do you know like when you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like a vegan shrimp. Have you ever eaten? Have you ever? Were you trying to segue to, to your segment of the show? Because like, this oh, is, I'm desperate. This, I'm desperate for my. He's part trying of the to show. get out of the jelly. Bag. We we had way on. I didn't even say this. We have way on to talk about vegan to talk about vegan meats, right? But um, I'm gonna still talk about my experience this morning because I did a bit of reporting and I'd like for it to have uh the full effect. Yeah, I want to. I want investigations know. on this. Do you know when you get like a spicy shrimp? Uh, sushi thing like a rice triangle or something like that. You know what I'm talking about with like a the rice sriracha, yeah. sriracha, and it's like tempera mayo. crunchy. No, 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 not tempera. Oh. It's like slimy, crunchy. That's what it's what, like. Uh, it's like eating. Jay, will you explain it one more time? It's like eating tiny shrimp bits in mayo. That's what it, the okay. feeling is. Okay. Like. Yeah. That's. I weird. see. So it's kind of like a um, 
I think I understand what you're saying where, yeah, it's like a, like a crunchy slimy thing, but I think that is like a version of a type of jelly that you can get in these drinks. Yeah. 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 We get it. The collision of flavors. It sounds like is not working. Yeah. It's like really sweet. A couple of weeks ago, I took my kid to the boba shop down, um, like a few, you know, like close to our house and she got like a watermelon lychee jelly drink, which was Cute. also disgusting you know that sounds so sweet <laughs> it was so sweet sounds <laughs> it sounds nasty. so um it sounds anyway, like it sounds the lychee like a, jelly was the like same as this drink. jelly the same consistency <laughs> as this jelly and so i think in I terms see. of like okay. having okay. Of them inventing something new that is not true right now okay, the question right. is whether because they haven't invented something new they should pay homage to the asians who invented it or not um we don't have to have mm. a long conversation about this but you know i just wanted to say that like you know, this was a discussion topic and I went and I got it. My report is that it's not very good, you know, <laughs> even though I wanted it to be good. We're very proud of this segment because we're like, we're sending reporters into the field now. Like we're upgrading this podcast. We have a producer. We're sending Jane to the field. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a little bit, do we have Pete's in New York? No. Okay, this is a point that I was interested in making because, and I think like May was interested in this too because May made the point that like, because Soleil was like, oh, well, why wouldn't people just go to a boba shop? There's bajillions of boba shops. Mm-hmm. And I think May made a point that I was thinking, which was, sure, but like some people aren't going to ever go to those neighborhoods to eat like ethnic food or whatever. Like right. they're just going to be in their white neighborhood. Uh... And so they might as well just go to Beats and try it. And maybe that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I don't know. I don't have a problem with that at all. Like I kind of feel like um, I'm actually looking at a book right now that's on my table that's uh this kind of incredible book by a white woman that came out i don't know probably in the 80s called the asian grocery store demystified oh good wow that's hilarious yeah here i can show it to you it's got asian font oh that's what i was gonna ask jay was there asian font or was there like any kind of like asian (laughs) (laughs) you know like maybe they're doing oh wow that one has oh my god okay so you've uh, my favorite that one is that's that That is is papyrus. papyrus I, I know, a, it's terrific, right? But I it's thought you were going to say it was like that Hong Kong like chop suey font. Chop suey font, she's, yeah. It's, here, I'll flip through it because she's got it in here too. The Chinese pick oh, out wow. font. She got all the Asian fonts? Yeah, my, yeah but uh, she's... Uh, my friend Dexter Thomas and I, he, he was a hello to Dexter. I think he sometimes listens to the show. But Dexter and I had this long argument once over what was the more racist font. Um, the sort of... <laughs> or the papyrus slash sanskrit font you know the one that's always used to like to like connote like africa yeah and anyway i of course thinking of myself you know as like a self-involved person was like listen you know like it's clearly the fucking chinese takeout menu font is more racist but he eventually convinced me that um that the sand i don't even i think it's called the sanskrit font was more racist because it's like because it's like used much more often you know and people don't know that it's racist, you know? And so, in fact, it's much oh, yeah. more racist. It's, like, because it Papyrus, has... Papyrus, like, I think it is on Microsoft. Right, right. Because people will, like, respond to mm. chop suey, like, Asian takeout right. font. It's, like, obviously. They, they know. They know. They yeah. know. But they haven't been trained to spot the harm of the Sanskrit font. <laughs> anyway, I totally, I totally agree <laughs> with Dexter at the end of this. But, yeah, That's the awesome. book way that you just showed is clearly uh, a racist font. And, you know, I think that... <laughs> You know, but I, um, but I kind of love it. Like I love, I love, like, I love a good kind of, um, 
I don't know. I love like an Eastern Western mashup. That's a little bit goofy. Like I, I like, I like the corniness. I think it's, uh, I think it's really fun. So for, I don't know, like uh, for me, it feels really exciting to have, um, I don't know, something called jelly that might be advertised in papyrus at Pete's or at Starbucks even. I think. No, it's, it's uh, not. It's the font is not racist. <laughs> what? There's no racist no, font Pete's. in the jelly, in the jelly ad. Oh no, no. Yeah. I was just teasing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean that would be amazing, and I think Soleil would have written a very different article if it was like <laughs> chop suey jelly. Yeah, I would have been with her if it had been like the chop suey font jelly thing. But I do like, think that makes us me feel like we are we are advancing as a society that Pete's knew better. You know, they were trying to head off some of the. Yeah, cases. I think so too, and I think yeah. it was actually good. I mean, look, it's not like Asian people have a monopoly on putting chewy things in drinks, you know, and I just find it like. I don't know. I just find it. I just find it weird. Now, do Asian people have a longer history of putting chewy things in extremely sweet <laughs> drinks? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Cammy. My, I, I went to this Korean restaurant with my kid, and I gave her sex sex. Do you know what that? You know what that is, right? Like, or oh yeah, like, the uh, podomat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sex sex is this like Korean drink that has like ridiculously sweet like grape, fake grape in it. Yeah, it's like little balls that are supposed to simulate tapioca no, i don't know like, what it is but it it's made is... it's made to taste like it's like grape like actual grapes yeah. but it's clearly not yeah. yeah it's so it's sweet it's insane it's like i felt like i was gonna I, I was just like this is crazy you know like this is the sweetest thing i've ever had in my life i felt like immediately diabetic you know i was like this is anyway just to say that there is a longer history of this right but that i don't know i just feel like sort of there's no point in in making a big deal out of it anymore. And I do think that, um, I don't know. Okay, well, let's talk about what we came to talk here about. That's enough about fake boba, right? Um, which we want... <laughs> fake boba. Wait, we brought you on to talk about this thing that's happening in... I don't know. It, where is It's in Hong Kong, right? It's in parts of China. And it's soon coming to the United States, which is fake pork right now. Why? Yeah. What is the deal right now? <laughs> <laughs> Have you on the show to talk about fake pork? <laughs> I think I just weaseled my way onto the show to talk no, about no, fake no, pork. No, I've been no, trying no, to talk no. about. That's a good idea. So you tell me about fake pork. What's going on with fake pork? All right, pork? all right. Uh, I have to. I do have to disclose so that I'm not actively shilling. Um, that in my uh, personal journey to find the best fake pork, <laughs> Impossible Pork sent me 40 pounds of fake pork. 40 so, pounds? Um, I know. Sorry, guys. What are you going <laughs> to yeah, do? Yeah, it was insane. Wait, I'm going to come get some from you. That's crazy. No, I can I can bring some, actually. Um, that is nice. I, I have so much. I, it's like I'll send um, – I'll send a picture of my freezer for you guys to post. But yeah, basically wait, wait, what wait, happened. Wait. They send you 40 pounds of fake pork? Y'all. Why yeah. can't they just so, send you two pounds? Like what, what's the I know, that's 40 so thing? much. Who wants 40 I'm pounds really of fake pork? Sure. I they so thought you were a test pork. kitchen. Like you, that you were a test oh, kitchen yeah, for the entire were magazine or something. or something like that. That's I don't really know. Funny. I don't, I've never written a recipe. I've never written a recipe in my life. Like even if they'd Googled me. I don't know. It it was, I got lucky, I guess, but yeah, I, so I think, um, intuitively I think, uh, you know, like I want to like cut back on eating meat. Right. But I mm -hmm. think, um, I think 
that like the current like fake meat products that are on the market beyond beef uh impossible beef whatever i just don't think like they're that delicious and i I also like i'm you know like i don't eat like burgers or stuff like that in general but um i would say like because of uh because i'm chinese american and like i like to have dumplings or like i like to have like um, like a big dinner on uh mid-autumn festival or whatever like i'm always kind of desperate to figure out like how to either like do a vegetarian version of um, mooncakes or, you know, dumplings or whatever, like Don Don noodles or whatever it is. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But for years have like always like failed in trying to figure out like what like the right filling should be. So um, what are some of the stuff you've tried like tofu or. Yeah. Like you can do like a mix. Yeah. Mushrooms, oftentimes like eggs and leeks is something that's like, yeah. Yeah. Vegan because it's the stickiness, right? Like the coagulation yeah. thing is the hard thing for yeah. me when I do. Yeah, yeah. Tammy, Tammy, are you vegetarian? Yeah, although I've been cheating and eating some some seafood a little bit, uh-huh. but when I'm making dumplings, I'm always trying to make veggie dumplings, and so I like have a couple things. Like I'll like grind up spinach so it's sticky, but mm-hmm. it's really yeah, hard it's to get a delicious veggie dumpling. It just is like not as good. Yeah, um, it's like the textures. It's like it falls apart. Um, falls, yeah, I think maybe like the the you want something that you want a filling that sticks to itself. Yes, um, but then also isn't too like you want it to be a little bit. Um, you want it to have like some chew, right? Exactly. So I think like um, there's a place called Dumpling Galaxy in Flushing. I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, I've they been have there. Like, yeah. We've been there. They have like a hundred different types of dumplings and many yeah. vegetarian oh, and pescatarian dumplings. But for me, like even like something that's made out of fish is like a little bit too soft. Yeah. Cause you're trying to balance the texture with the texture of like a boiled dough, basically. I'm a big yes. fan of fish dumplings. It's kind of rare yeah, to find. Yeah. Well, I only know about yeah. it because like this dude, that dude who's been to like thirty thousand Chinese restaurants. Do you know what I'm talking about, David no, Chan? Who's that? There's <laughs> this lawyer in. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. In LA, who's been to like he's he just like obsessively. He's been to like more Chinese restaurants than anybody in the world, and he what? goes to like two a day, and he just tries new ones every day, and he's made this gigantic spreadsheet about all of them, and he oh, has yeah. this like Instagram, which is super cute because it's like he's taking photos of the food. But he has no real opinion about it, which is my favorite part about it, right? He doesn't tell you what's good and what's bad. He's, he's just like logging literally it. just logging it, you know? And he's like, well, it seems like he lives in San Gabriel Valley around, but it'll be stuff uh, like. That um, makes sense. Was like, it'll be something like, you know, like I, this is a fake name, but it'll be something like, you know, Big Hut Dumpling on in South, Al- in South uh, Alhambra seems to have closed for the last three days, you know? And that's it, you know? <laughs> but then when he takes photos he's like oh wait big hut dumpling is open again here's like something that i ordered there and has no there's no commentary on it at all but anyway i followed him forever because i love his twitter and sometimes he and i talk back and forth about comparing notes on restaurants again Mm -hmm. he will never tell me if the restaurant is good or bad which um (laughs) but he told me that like he tweeted something at some point about how like fish dumplings are super rare right like it's hard to find fish dumplings and that there is one place in the basement of the Flushing uh, Mall, right? You know, the oh, food wow. court in the basement of the Flushing Mall, mm-hmm. right in the back corner when you come down the escalators. 
that serves this type of food fish dumpling and that there are almost no places that serve a fish dumpling like that. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. I don't know if it's still there anymore post pandemic or whatever, but before I moved from New York three years ago, I would go there pretty regularly and um, it was still there back then. I have no clue, you know, but I tried the fish dumplings that they had there were incredible. And I've Wait, never so actually had Can you had describe how like was it done? I don't know. It's like a piece of fish in a dumpling. <laughs> did it taste like did it taste like a <laughs> did, it, did it taste like a fish ball? No, no, it didn't taste like the... a fish ball. It tasted like a like a piece of white fish that was steamed I... inside oh, okay. of a dumpling. Yeah. Wow. So it wasn't like chopped up or anything. No, it was like a fish stick. If you made So a... it was like the way you would eat like <laughs> Like a Sichuanese like fish soup, but it's just in a dumpling. Yeah, yeah. It's like a no. I think the best. It's like poached. It's a poached fish inside of a dumpling. That is hard to do. Small amount of legit hard to do. You know, like a little bit of broth is formed inside of the dumpling from the steaming process. Right. And the dumpling itself is not that thick. Right. It's very thin. It was fucking delicious. The I dough, loved you it. mean? That sounds the dough, amazing. yeah. I went there all the time. Yeah, that just sounds this, so good. This fish dumpling. Anyway, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, but Jay, that... will you find out? Will you find out what it's I will. called? That place well, is I don't know. I, I like how Jay go... was like, this guy never reviews anything. And then we're like, well, what does it taste like? He's like, it's a fish inside a dumpling. <laughs> I'm like, all right, thanks, Jay. <laughs> 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 no wonder you like this guy's quote yeah, I know. reviews. <laughs> I do have a similar, like, you know, I have extremely non-strong opinions about st- about a lot of Asian food stuff where I'm just like, yeah, it's fine, you know? Um, and then some stuff I have strong opinions about, but most of them just like, it's fine. Like if there are two rest, if there are two like dim sum places here in San Francisco, and um, one of them is crowded and the other one is not crowded, and one of them is like thirty percent better than the other one, I just go to the non crowded one because I'm just like you know who cares? Mm-hmm. It's just thirty percent. It doesn't matter. You know it'll be fine. It's all going to the same place anyway. Anyways, well, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't. I really didn't mean to interrupt you there. But like so, um, what? So you are. We're on this search to find the yeah, perfect years. vegetarian. Wow. Dumpling. Yeah, years of almost like a like a biological clock that I have. Like like when it becomes spring or something, I'm like (laughs) I'm like trying to figure out the perfect vegetarian dumpling. And um there are actually like some really good ones in town. There's a there's a chain called Three Times that does like a um I think in English there it's called Shepherd's Purse or like it's a chrysanthemum leaf. They do that's kind of like the foundation of this dumpling. I think it's quite good. But my problem is like you bite into vegetarian dumplings and everything just like falls out. And then you're just yeah. like, you know, you're just problem. left with like a dumpling skin. Huge, huge So struggle. wet, so slimy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I think. Uh, crumbling, falling out thing is a real thing. Oh. I know. And then like, ugh, I, I'm like one of those people that I have like, I don't like my hands getting dirty when I eat. It just like really grosses me out. And I think there's something about like the visual of like fillings falling out of a dumpling. It just, it's no good. Yeah, it's no good. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I I st- I was like googling around, and I remember hearing that Impossible was putting out a pork product. So I was like googling this year when you know it came time when I started to feel like it was time to do another TikTok. vegetarian dumpling, and I saw these reports that I think May found out that, that like Impossible put out, but that were saying that um, not only like when they debuted Impossible at CES. Um, or in Hong Kong, that like people were What's saying CDS? that it was better. Is isn't that like the big tech conference? Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. They Is were that what they, it's they did you Impossible Park at a tech conference. 
Okay, yeah, so I'm sorry. Technology, baby. Um, they debuted in Hong Kong. <laughs> Food tech, huh? What happened when they debuted in Hong Kong? Oh, apparently everyone was rating it above, um, like like regular pork, hmm. which I couldn't believe. So, um, then I was like, you know, I was like googling around, like where can I buy Impossible Pork, and it's like not sold in the United States yet. You can buy it, I think, in Asia, but you can't buy it here. Um. So I, I emailed the press people and I was like, uh, like, how can I get a hold of some? Or like, are you able to like send me some samples? And they, uh, they were like, yeah, sure. Like we'll have some, we'll have some like out to you, like in the next couple of days. Um, and that <laughs> like was the I 40 pounds. I woke up the next day, literally a box that a box I could barely get through like my front door. Oh my God. It was that ins- like, so... I couldn't, it was so big. I mean, like I, so I'm like, I'm like five three, like 115 pounds. I like couldn't get it myself. I had to unpack the entire thing and carry these like slabs of pork, oh like like three flights of stairs up my walk of apartment. Um, yeah, it was Wait. so nuts. And it, go ahead. No, no, no. What is the what's the what's so? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep telling your story. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, so yeah. So then I'm, and, and then they're like, uh, the PR woman had sent me this email that was like, yeah, we sent him some freebies too. We sent him some like special treats or something in there too. So what they sent me is they sent me, um, like, like, uh, I think it was like six slabs of industrial sized, um, impossible pork packages. So they're like each, like, I mean, they must each be like five or six pounds. So I got that. Wow. And they sent me all of these, like, I don't know, like, I think they were called like wild nuggets in the shape of dinosaurs or something, and um, like bratwursts and sausages. I want to get in on those. Oh, they have bratwursts and sausages. Yeah, I. If you guys want, I mean, you're in Berkeley, Jay, but Tammy, like, I'll bring some to you because I don't really. (laughs) They have impossible um, breakfast patties, which I think are somewhat similar to, uh, or they're trying to simulate pork. Yeah, pork. So I made I made a I ate one of those recently, and it was it was very good. Okay, well, can I steer I this to a sociological or like an actual like you know thing that we sh- that will make this feel more serious, right? Because I feel like we should. Yeah. I'm actually more I interested in whether you like the pork you. or not, but we, we we were doing this in a perfunctory way to you know um, make sure that our podcast remains serious. But like, is this idea of more of replacing meat, right? Is it is it becoming a thing in Asia? You know, like. Um, you know, I only see this, view this through like knowing Korean people and, you know, the hostility that Korean people have in general towards vegetarianism is, is, is like complex because there certainly are long traditions of vegetarianism in Korea, especially among the Buddhist monks. Right. Um, I think there was even like a, you know, that show, like there was like some, one of those chef's table or one of these like super like high chef's end. chef's table with Tonggun. Right, the, right, right. Where they went up. The and monk they, chef. I have a friend who went up there and, and. And he said it was the best meal he's ever eaten. And um, wow. yeah, but what was, is that? It's like Buddhist monastery food. Um, like temple like, food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, temple food. It's like yeah. a lot of lotus roots, um, lots of different types of kimchi, right? Um, I don't know. Wow. It's, it's all very simply yeah. made and very organic and comes from the garden and stuff like that, right? Like, um, but it's all vegetarian. But Very cool. That's pretty fringe, right? Like most Koreans yeah. like to eat meat, especially post in you know the sort of rise of the economy. When our me and Tammy's right, parents, it's like a status symbol to eat meat. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. China yeah. now is going right. crazy. Yeah, with absolutely. Meat yeah, and all this meat comes from Australia, right? Or most of a lot of the beef comes from Australia. 
Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it causes yeah. this problem because like uh, Asia is so dependent on Australian beef and it's leading to some some other types of problems. And then there was this big controversy over Australian beef in Korea. Do you remember all this, Tammy? Anyway, I don't That's think that true. like is is like is there like now a push towards against that? Like I don't know. I don't know. Either of um, you can 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 answer this question because Well, I I'll say that I think that there's like a resonance in Chinese culture, right? Where like I think Chinese people are not um or in Chinese culture, but I don't I'm not going to like pretend to be an expert on like China China, but I do think um it's similar to Koreans, right? Where like there's a real uh there's a there's a um there's a big sort of uh like buddhist culture and a culture of eating um like quote-unquote meat replacements like tofu or whatever like i don't i think like in my experience i think asians like i think when you talk to westerners right like there's like a specific style of thinking about eating that involves like you know every meal is a protein and like some vegetables inside or whatever and i don't think asians think like that and oftentimes um i think asians think of like tofu or um meat alternatives and like you know like I, th- I feel like even when i was little i remember eating so much um vegetarian ham growing up that was just mm. like something you could order on like a chinese menu yeah. and it yeah. wasn't yeah. seen as being a vegetarian thing it was just something that you ate um well so i think there's I a certain confused about that impossible pork doing business in hong kong rather than the u.s because like the good vegan meats that I've already. had in restaurants, right? Are already like right, in China. Right. There's basically. that restaurant like the Arcadias on of the world, the China, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that that are like using this like soy tradition that was developed like through Buddhism and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting that it's not here, but it's there because they already have their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like um, it feels a little bit. Well, I mean, one thing is that like uh, Americans eat more beef and chicken. So it's like less of a, like we don't eat as much. Pork is not as hot here. Whereas like, it's almost, that's part of like, when I think about going fully vegetarian, um, I realize that like, you know, at least a third of my diet, like winds up still being sort of like Chinese food and Chinese food is so pork heavy. Yeah. That that's always where my brain goes when I'm like, well, like, you know, like what am I really sort of giving up if I, if I stop eating meat? Um, Your culture. My, yeah, it's my identity. <laughs> this is like the dim sum struggle. Like if I go to dim sum, it's so hard to eat anything. Oh, yeah. yeah what, do you, what do you eat? There, I kind of, it's like it kind of impossible. Like I, I like know a couple places if I like know the place. Mm. Or, sorry, I oh, know you, a couple dishes if I know the place. You can like, go to like, sh- okay, you can get shrimp stuff, you know. Yeah, sometimes I'll cheat and I'll eat the shrimp stuff. But a lot of times the shrimp stuff is ground up with a little pork because it gives it that flounciness. Yeah. That we were just talking about. Yeah. And oh, you Asians won't eat shrimp, like, Tammy. Well, no, I, I, yeah, I usually don't eat shrimp, but even if I'm willing to cheat and eat shrimp, like it is a lot of times mixed up with a tiny bit of pork. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't really eat meat right now either. Um, sometimes I'll eat it on the weekends, but um, I still eat shrimp because my daughter is the only food she eats is hargao now. Like she only oh, eats shrimp dumplings. Really? Yeah, that's really sweet. That's I think so about cute. her because you were saying that she ordered that lychee drink. I feel like she only like she she like only eats pink foods or something. No, no, no. <laughs> <That's> very <laughs> sweet. <She> is... <laughs> That's no, but she ordered that mostly like randomly. You know, I was like, "Well, what do you want?" And I was like, "You can have watermelon." She's like, "Watermelon." And I was like, "Okay, well, pick 
the type of thing. Anyway, she had two sips of that because I was like, you can't drink this. Like, this is way too sweet, you know? But um, <laughs> yeah, so we just, I, I, I've, I've mostly stopped too. The, the impossible meat thing is interesting to me though, because like, I will say that as somebody who doesn't eat that much meat and who does, you know, sometimes go, goes to Costco a lot where you can buy a ton of like uh, Beyond Burger stuff or Impossible oh, no. Burger stuff now. I just don't like it, you know? I would rather have yeah. one of those like discs, like, you know, like the veggie burger discs that are, you know, that are like- Morningstar? <laughs> yeah, that type of stuff. I would much rather eat one of those than eat like an Impossible Burger at this time. Is the Impossible pork better? Like, well, what's the difference between like the taste of beef and the taste of pork in that, I, in that thing? So I agree with you, Jay. I just don't, I haven't, like, I think that the, um, the Beyond Burger and the Impossible Burger to me always like- it like it's a little bit stringy and like the texture is weird and it doesn't taste like beef in any like way that like really that I recognize when I eat it. Right. And it has um, like a weird smell so I, to it too when you cook it. <laughs> it does. What do you like, think it smells like? I don't know. It's like sort of a chemically beany smell. You know, I can't really identify <laughs> it. It's, it almost smells like a bean nut or some like a cross between a bean and a nut. I, I only to say it because we do cook them quite often in our house, right? Because mm-hmm. um, my wife like likes on the grill. them. And my kid eats them, right? And it's better than buying like a whole bunch of ground beef, which I don't like to buy for all sorts of reasons. But um, right, right, yeah, right. we cook we cook them on the grill, and if we but if we cook them inside, like the whole house smells like impossible. <laughs> it's a very distinctive smell. I find it kind of <laughs> gross, actually. But is Mirror. the pork is the pork different? Ugh, it's um, it's amazing. It like oh, it's, I, good. Uh, okay. it's so like I wouldn't. I, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this because obviously like Impossible Pork like sent me 40 pounds of Impossible Pork so it sounds like I'm shilling. <laughs> this is the weirdest but... show. It's like a commercial for no. I know. I'm so sorry. We're I'm sorry to like everyone. A, we're doing a podcast infomercial on, on Impossible Pork. I know. This is Spawn Con. My heads are in my hands doing this. But well, I, I think it's interesting beyond just like sh- – well, first of all, you can't even buy Impossible Pork right now. Right. Yeah. Right. So – um, and I did, I went and did some reporting this morning, so I can, I can sort of, uh, let you guys know what's on the table in terms of fake pork that you actually can buy yeah. and how good it is. But, um, yeah, the impossible work, it's kind of wild. It, um, you know, I, like, I maybe feel similar to you guys, which is that, like, I don't, um, as much as I cannot like eat meat, like I will. Um, and like the times I do eat meat tend to be like my going home and not wanting to get roasted by my yeah, parents for like yeah. five days straight. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Like when I think about sort of like impossible beef or whatever, like I'm just like not going to like it's like I, you know, I can eat fish at home or I can like eat mm-hmm. beans or I can, you know, like I'm not I'm not that obsessed with eating meat. But um, the impossible pork is kind of wild in that it it tastes like pork. Um, one, one issue with sort of ground pork that I often have is like the fat to lean ratio has to be like quite good in order for it to be like tender and not dry and actually like work well as a dumpling or something. I think there's like, like a fair Mm. amount of, um, thinking that has to go into, I don't know, just like, like what the ground, uh, what the consistency of the ground pork is before you can even make like a good dumpling. But the impossible pork is sort of like, it's, um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's so juicy. It's it tastes exact. It's it tastes like pork so much that like when I ate it, I got kind of scared. That is crazy. (laughs) Well, that's crazy. Did you make dumplings out of it? 
I like I kept thinking like there's got to be I was like using it and I kept thinking like there's got to be something that like isn't going to be you know that isn't going to be just like a one-to-one yeah. with, like regular pork I made dumplings I made like wow. like mapo tofu I did all of the stuff I like I um I beat broth into it to make dumplings even like so Holy that cow. the dumplings would have like a soup like the fish your fish dumpling jay and it it works exactly it works almost exactly like pork. The texture is exactly like pork. It tastes like pork. It's kind of, um, yeah, it's really wild. And then the other thing that I really, and it browns really well. The thing I think that's wow. really amazing about it that is probably true of impossible beef is that, um, is that it, uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about setting, like leaving it out too long or it's spoiling, right? So uh-huh. there are all these reasons that all of a sudden I was like completely converted. <laughs> Completely converted to it, that um, is and so now crazy. on your podcast, wow. hot. Oh, that's wild! Food. I don't know, like <laughs> it's cause, crazy because Chinese food, I, I will say, has like you know, like because in American, I think in the American sort of conception of pork, that pork is generally like a pork. It's like a bacon, or it's like mm-hmm. a pork chop, right? And so yeah. that would be very hard to replicate with Impossible Meat, or actually impossible, right? But in Chinese cooking pork in many ways outside of like pork belly, right? Um, mm-hmm. Pork is sort of ground pork, right? Like like you were saying in mafo tofu right? or in yeah. Um, yeah, always just like a little bit of pork or right, right. Or or making in, a dumpling uh, in or whatever. dumplings or something like that. And so in that sense, yeah. I can see why the impossible pork would actually, you know, like if it's mostly ground pork anyway, then you might as well yeah. just yeah. use that. It kind of it made me feel really excited actually because I think with all these like other like um, like other like plant-based meat alternatives I've always not been able to like see where I could get a foothold necessarily but China mm-hmm. eats so much pork they're currently mm-hmm. I was reading May did an amazing job sending us articles about sort of like China's current like situation with plant-based meat and yeah they're was- trying to adopt as much as they can because they're trying to get to net they have committed to going net zero like you know in a couple decades and yeah I don't know like I I'm a total believer if like you know if the impossible pork if they can make if they can make ground pork taste fake ground pork taste like real pork it kind of seems like it could happen as long as you make it cheap enough what is it what do you did you read the label what is it made of uh here I'll um is it just like soy and a bunch of I'll show you guys show you guys my freezer because I I do feel like there it seems a little bit unclear like how good this stuff is for the environment like obviously it's better than killing animals but Oh wow, we're looking at Way's fridge right now. Oh my god! Oh my god, that's the biggest <gasps> I, package of Impossible Meat I've wait, ever that's seen. Wait, they sent me like six of Way's arms. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like you can oh turn that god. into a bookshelf. You know, you can put like an entire the entire like um, all the books of the uh, you know Neapolitan series or something like that on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one. All right, <laughs> I'll read you guys the ingredients. Uh, water is the first ingredient, soy protein mm-hmm. concentrate, coconut oil, okay. sunflower oil, natural flavors, 2% or less of uh, methyl cellulose, cultured dextrose, oh, yeah, that's food the, starch that's... modified, salt. Okay. It's actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, not yeah and bad. then three things I really can't, uh, really can't, pro- really can't pronounce. And there's some vitamins so... and minerals as well. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that actually sounds okay, but I do, I am curious about like the long-term industrial production of this stuff and, you know, how bad it is for the environment. Right. But don't you think it must be just by default better than 
than factory farming. Yeah, I think for sure. And it's just like baseline cruelty to animals and stuff, right? Oh my God. I mean, have you ever seen a pig? I think I was really converted to all this because I saw a pig for the first time last year. For the first time? You had never seen a pig before? Not really like in the way, like, I mean, like I saw these pigs. (laughs) You spent time with them. You got to know them. Yeah, I got to. This is like a (laughs) white man can't (laughs) jump for Wesley Snipes and And Woody Harrelson having a conversation about, yeah, but can you hear Jimmy? (laughs) I mean, like, no, I saw a pig. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) They're just really sweet. I guess, like, I'm really smart. They're really sweet and they're really funny. Um, Yeah. yeah. No, but I do think, um, sorry, beyond just like sort of pigs having souls. um, Yeah, of course, right? It's like factory farming is one of the greater uh, contributors to um, global warming, et cetera. And I don't know, man. I think it's like the opaqueness of that entire industry um, yeah. is also so unsettling and and one of the reasons why it's allowed to continue to exist and there's just so much that's troubling about it right from mm-hmm. like like all the methane pools to um yeah I don't know like like the horrible ways that they treat these animals yeah so do you think it is like I don't know I don't uh, I so I I did my due diligence and this morning I went to um on my way home uh, I stopped by this little vegan, like Chinese grocer in Chinatown and just mm-hmm. picked up a bunch of um, sort of like similar products that you can actually get in the United States now. One of them is called um, Omni Pork. And then I got some of just like those like classic local like Buddhist pork products too. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty good. They're not, they don't, they're not like as scarily accurate as the impossible pork. Right. That's the thing. Is the Omnipork the spam thing, spam replacement? I was unfortunately not able to get the spam replacement. I, okay. um, but it exists. I, it exists there. Um, it exists, but I don't know where in New York you can get it. I got the Omni okay. ground pork and it doesn't, okay. it's sort of, I would say the Omni ground pork is like an, the analog to kind of like the impossible and beyond beef. Beef. I where see. It doesn't quite taste. It doesn't taste like pork, but like you can kind of understand like what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. It almost sounds like the impossible pork will be too pork-like for someone like me. I'm actually nervous that it'll be too much. Like, Mm. it's a little. Yeah, it's a. Well, that's one thing I do wonder with like I. I talk to vegetarians sometimes, like you know, sort of like true (laughs) every once in a while. Every (laughs) once in a while, I talk to a vegetarian, like true, like (laughs) dyed in the wool vegetarians, and. I do think like, yeah, like they don't, part of it is they don't want to eat meat. So yeah. would you convert over into eating like something that tastes that much like meat? Right. Well, for everybody, I mean, for any of this stuff to have any sort of social effect, right? And changing people's behavior, it needs to basically be like you can slip it by them without them knowing, right? And that, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's interesting that Impossible Pork is like that. Now, I remember when Impossible Beef was like, or, or uh, Beyond Burgers or whatever were like coming out at the beginning. And people, I don't think anyone said that they couldn't tell the difference. They just said it was good, right? Like it seemed like yeah. it was like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Like I remember when like the Whopper started selling the Impossible Whopper. And people are like, oh, actually, it's quite good, right? Like, it's not gross. And um, but I don't think anyone was like, oh, I can't tell the difference, right? Because you definitely can tell the difference. At least I could, as someone mm-hmm. who bought a few Impossible Whoppers and thought they were actually quite good. But um, if you can't tell the difference in this type of thing in a country that uses a lot of it as almost an incidental thing, right? Like, I mean, like 
I like right. it's not like in, when you eat mapo. Maybe some people can, and people can get mad at me if they want. But when I eat mapo tofu, which is one of my favorite dishes, um, and I and there's ground pork in it. This is back when I ate more meat than I do now. I could never tell the difference if like the ground pork was of high quality or low quality, right? Like right. there's no way. Like you oh can't. sure, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just for the broth. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that is going to actually be like something that could, you know, in a country of however many billion people and maybe could have some sort of effect but um yeah so long as you can make it cheap enough right like um i was really into like going to dunkin donuts and getting like the impossible like like english muffin uh english breakfast sandwich uh, english muffin breakfast sandwich whatever like the mcmuffin oh they had that oh oh my god yeah it was so great for like about a year they had it and then they pulled it Um, and so one thing I'm always looking at is when I go to like a fast food place like um, I don't know, Starbucks or like McDonald's or whatever that's selling some kind of like like plant-based meat option, um, I'm always looking at the prices because I think really like yeah. – I don't know. I mean like I'm, again, like no expert, but like it does seem like if you're just able to get the prices low enough, like I think people yeah. would switch because it isn't – like I think, Jay, like what you're saying, um, which I agree mm-hmm. with, is that like – people don't care about the quality of meat. Like it's really just about a certain <laughs> texture and a certain like, like kind of like, like a little bit of a flavor profile, but not even that. Like it might as well, it might like as well salty just be like, yeah, just like salty and chewy. Yeah. Like salty boba basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can make it yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I just want like a salty, chewy thing in the middle yeah. of the, in, in the middle of the, uh, to accent the mapo tofu, right? Basically, that's it. Yeah, yeah, in your rice or whatever. You just want you just want a little textural difference. But yeah, but right now, whenever I go to like these places, it's always like consistently like a dollar more than every other product. It's expensive, yeah. It's yeah. really expensive. Right. So you have so to. So I get it at Costco or Impossible <laughs> Meat at Costco because it's a little bit cheaper. <laughs> in bulk. Yeah, if you get it. Yeah, it, it is expensive. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. This type of debate has been going on for quite a while, right, in terms of how mm-hmm. big this stuff is and whether or not people should. I only think of it through an investment lens because some guy who is um, is good at investing at some point told me that I should invest in all of the uh, Beyond Burger type of stuff. You know, I didn't because, that, you know, I was like, well, I did in my head. I was like, oh, I'll do that. But there's one of those things where I was like, I'm not going to sign on to my computer and actually do this. But for a while, there was this idea, this narrative that all these things would eventually take over meat production because it, you know, meat production because of climate and all these sorts of pressures on it are is like kind of unsustainable. Um, but I don't know. It seems like we're still a very, very far away from that time coming. But I don't know. Maybe it's sooner than we think. It does seem like China could have actual ability to make this thing produce it very quickly and sort of normalize it extremely quickly. And that would be like a huge win for that would be huge. For climate. Yeah, I think it would be so sick. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know. I wouldn't I definitely Tammy, I'll bring some over to you and you can try it out. Let me Yeah, know I can't but wait. I yeah, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be trying to talk about it on y'all's podcast if I didn't think it was <laughs> I don't know, like really exciting. If you actually. hadn't been paid by impossible. I know, if I'd been paid by big fake pork. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, right, well. Do you think that, like, way have you been seeing more restaurants pop up that are kind of more like second gen, you know, fusion-y or kind of 
experimental Chinese type places that are using fake meats? Because the, yeah. the ones that I'm thinking of are like, like in Chinatown, like whatever, vegetarian dim sum house and some of the old standbys that are like first gen places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, are there more like hip, hipster type second gen places doing the fake meat that's Chinese? Yeah, I think um, pretty reliably now um, you've got like, yeah, I, I feel like the current wave of sort of like hip Chinese restaurants in New York um, are offering like an impossible option. I was actually just upstate okay. at um, this restaurant opened by Dale Talde. He used to have a place in Park Slope. Oh, yeah. He's a, um, I know Dale. He's the, who he, is he? Uh, he won, he won like, Top Chef. Top Chef or something? Yeah. Okay. And he, uh, he had a restaurant in... Um, on uh, 7th Avenue and 13th Street. I forget the name of it, but it's okay. it was Filipino fusion food, basically. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's got a place upstate now in Terrytown um, mm-hmm. uh, called Goose Feather. And it's, it's also sort of, I think it's actually supposed to be Chinese fusion, but it also feels pretty Filipino in some ways. <laughs> I hope I don't get canceled for saying that. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think basically the way that these restaurants go is there's always sort of like an impossible option. So he was doing like a Don Don noodle um, made out of impossible pork. And there it wasn't like it wasn't like um, you can ask for it to be made with impossible. It's just made with impossible. And I think if okay. you look um, across the city right now at like um, there's a restaurant called Drin's Kitchen, I think that actually has impossible pork. I think Momofuku might have impossible pork right now. Some of the restaurants actually yeah, have it and are using it. Yeah. Oh, so there are a couple of places that have it. Yeah, David Chang yeah, said there... he's going to start using it too. Um, at okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, I think there's like an awareness amongst like sort of um, yeah the second generation Chinese Americans who are opening up like the very hip Cantonese and Taiwanese restaurants like across mm. Brooklyn and in okay. East Village right now. Like, I I think there um, it feels like there's this uh, at least desire to try out um, you know w- what they might make work with. Um, with these like these newer plant-based meats. I, I was at Wen Wen or I was at um eight eight six, which is a Taiwanese spot in East Village that's very, very hip, very like loud. Um the food's like very like the food's very like um I don't know, it's like drinking food, right? It's like Taiwanese uh-huh. drinking food. Okay. Like a lot of like really like um big Yum. flavors. And they were still using what I like to call um hot dog tofu. So like that's like yeah. I always call like the like you know like that's like the old school kind of like vegetarian exactly hot dog tofu so they're still using hot dog tofu in one of their dishes as like the vegetarian option but you see um i think it's interesting you see like yeah like chinese americans who are sort of my age or a little bit younger who are opening restaurants now like i think being really mindful of the fact that there are these options that they um have to sort of like sub beyond beef or impossible or whatever it is and um i think that's so cool yeah that's good I have to try those places. I the loud thing. I can't go to loud restaurants. Yeah, me neither. I can't go to either. <laughs> I have that absolutely too. drives me insane. I mean, I don't really go to restaurants anymore, though. <laughs> she doesn't to be go out. <laughs> Jay, I don't leave the house very much, um, and I certainly don't go to restaurants because I don't know. I still have this. Like, it's not like a COVID fear thing. It's just that, like, I've come to realize that I didn't really particularly enjoy the process of going out to restaurants. Period. You know, like if you're like saying, hey, me and four people are going to go out to dinner and we're going to have two bottles of wine and order a bunch of appetizers and have like a two and a half hour dinner. I am out, you know, (laughs) 
have <laughs> zero interest in that. Now, if you tell me, you me, feel hostage. Is that why? Huh? It's like I just don't. I'm like, what's the point of this? You know, why are we spending so much time and money on this? Right? Like, I just pick phone. We just chat on fucking Telegram or something like that. I'll just text you. But like the, um, but, the but the 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 type of meal I do like is this is what I would always go out with my friend Andrew K or like my friend Eric. Like you know, like we would go to a place that had a type of Chinese food that we hadn't tried before. And then we would eat that thing and we would take like an hour or something like that, usually somewhere out in Queens. And then we would talk about it. Be like, oh, wow, I haven't had something like this before. It's pretty good. And then we would go and then we would leave, you know, but that's. And then what do you do after? You just go home? I just go home. I would just go home. Oh my God. Yeah. But I can't do dinner, especially dinner with drinks. Like, no, thank you. You know, like, what is the point? Yeah, I'm no, like, Jay, I'm actually that's I have to say I'm also um I'm like anti drinks at dinner now too. Yeah. I also like a quick I think I'm kind of like I am still I haven't had COVID yet. And so yeah, I only neither. eat outside. Yeah. Tammy, and then I, I like to go to a bar and like prioritize the drinks and then like have a bar that has like a few delicious snacks. Huh. That's my wow. that's my preference. I'm not really that into that either, but you know, yeah. I just yeah, don't even right. like going to bars. It's just like I just want to be at home. I love bars. I had this thing where I, I like, started having people to my house, you know, during the pandemic. That's nice. And we would just sit outside and watch television, you know, because I would just drag the TV outside. And I was like, "This I is mean, that's this, amazing." I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> I've perfected but in New York socialization. City, like... I know. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, just pulling the TV reason. out into the street. <laughs> it's like it's a good it's... reason to not live in New York City because it's just like <laughs> like I understand the function of this stuff, but yeah, drinks with dinner and like going to these loud restaurants where everybody is yelling and talking yeah, about yeah. It, like, oh my god, yeah. no, thank you. That's actually one of the blessings of COVID outdoor dining is the volume control. Yeah, because I, I love to go to an outdoor bar and just drink for several hours with snacks, and it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. I they also will not come with me. No, no. I <laughs> to the bar. No, I, know. I feel like any sort of dinner for three hours. Oh yeah, no, at a restaurant, right. three hours, <laughs> drunk people. Yeah, I, I love just it. have to leave like almost immediately. Um, okay, well, look, let's wrap up here. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about this impossible beef? Or impossible pork, because I do think it was an interesting yeah. thing. But, you know, we sort of wandered all over the place. I think that's okay, mm-hmm. you know. But are there any, like, sort of bullet points that you envision in your head being like, oh, man, I'm going to make this point about impossible pork that you weren't able to make? Not really. Thanks Thanks so much for letting me come on and talk about, um, yeah, I don't know how great I think it is. Uh, I did have one thing, which is <laughs> in order to balance out my shilling for impossible um, I do have a recommendation for people who um, are looking to, I don't know, like uh, like do Chinese meals with like some kind of replacement pork product. Um, I actually yeah. think because like as we mentioned earlier um, with the hot dog tofu, <laughs> um, I think it can be so difficult to find, you know, to like if you don't live in New York City, you can't just hop down to Chinatown and go to like the Buddhist market and like buy right. um, meat alternatives. So I was, uh, I was like trying out the Omni pork this morning. I was trying out some of the other products that I'd gotten. And I think actually the best thing to do if you want to do like, um, like a, like a porky fake porky product is probably just to go and get, um, uh, vegetarian hot dogs, which oh, really? I think does are, that um, work? 
Oh man, yeah, I, hate I think Mediterranean hot dogs are they good? What? Are no, they good you should in try that, in that context. Okay, I'm I'm gonna try them in that context. All right, all right, and like mash them up. Think, well, so I think um I think you just have to you have to accept some losses here. So I would get the light life <laughs> the light life hot dogs, which I think are okay. the best ones. Never um, right. and what I would do is like for like a kimchi fried rice, mm-hmm. I would just like. I would use those hot dogs like you would use spam because they put so much liquid smoke in them. They have that kind of processed meat spam oh, flavor. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, why not just like why not nice. just like dice it up and use it like as pork and like a mapo tofu, right? Like what you're looking for is something porky and smoky and like with the right texture. Like you don't need ground pork for mm-hmm. that. And um, frankly, like I also think that like because it's hard to source like these like actual like kind of Chinese products that you know, like the more traditional Buddhist products that we're talking about. And I don't think like, I just don't think that the products that I've tried that are on the market are quite yet at like sort of like true, um, true pork replication that I think it would be so it's like, it would be just as delicious and so much easier. Just go get, you know, really solid vegetarian hot dogs. They'll be better than tofu. And um, yeah, I don't know. They fry up really nice. Mm-hmm. They're smoky and um, yeah, I, any, I mean, except for a dumpling, right? I think you're on your own with yeah. vegetarian dumplings, but um, right. <laughs> I can't right. help you there. But anything, mapo tofu, um, like a dandan noodle, anything like that, like, I really think that, that, um, that that's like a smart and good bet and that you can find okay. that probably anywhere in the United States. Yeah, the, 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 I love that. The pork, the dumpling is the last frontier of all of this, I think. Yeah. You know? But there is really the vegetarian dumplings are fucking awful. It, they're bad. They're, oh I God. hate the ones. You know, like Tammy. You know what I'm talking about when they make like a yaki mandu, right? Like deep fried vegetarian mandu uh, dumplings mm-hmm. in Korea, and they put like glass noodles inside of it with like woodier mushrooms. <laughs> it shit is disgusting. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Wait, I actually like it, but it's not. You like it? Oh. I like I it, but Koreans... it's like clearly inferior to the meat one. Right. I think Koreans. I think Koreans have the best vegetarian. Have figured out the best textures for vegetarian dumplings, but they're still not good. Aww. Oh, Aww. I don't. Damn. Yeah. Why are you? Are you like nationalistically proud that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt. I felt proud for that moment. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's like we won the World Cup or something like yeah. that. I also I have to like... say that like the Buddhist thing is so funny because one of our closest family friends is a monk, and he will eat anything. Ah. Yeah. Like when he comes out of the monastery, he like eats so much meat. He drinks like hell yeah. I think his philosophy is just like you do whatever in whatever environment you are. Yeah, like go with the yeah. Flow that's how I'm a vegetarian. Too. I don't know. That's how he's. <laughs> <monk>, so <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's you, sick. I'm have for you that. had temple food before. I had it once. I think when I was younger, and I you know I was too young to appreciate it. I love it. I didn't. But like that's it. like kind of what, what I mean eat by anyway. what do you guys mean by temple food specifically? It's a specific type of thing. It's like it's what? yeah. So it's like it's vegetarian, you know, Asian food. Like in this case, talking about Korean temple food, it's like looks. It's the same as Korean food, but um, sometimes they'll do things like they won't even use like anchovy for flavoring, mm-hmm. and they'll make their own like seasonings and stuff. And so it tastes a little bit more gentle. There's a strong emphasis on like mountain weeds and grasses. Yeah, um, it's clean. It's very yeah, it's very like clean, very light clean. cooking. Yeah. Like the pantan is all very like easy and not like harsh, strong flavors. Right, they use like okay. and wow. also some monks don't eat even like garlic and onions. Right, so right, it depends right. on I know. Where you, 
Right. Yeah. So it's, and it's not like even the kimchi is like very, you yeah, it's know. like fresh, not as like, right. it's not as well, fermented yeah. and Maybe like, like a salt yeah. ferment. Right, right. That sounds exactly so good. like just briny or vinegary. Yeah. yeah it's, exactly. I don't know. I'd like to try it again, but I love it's, it. Uh, I haven't had, they, I wonder how that would do if somebody opened up like a temple Korean restaurant somewhere. They probably have it in LA, I bet. I think but, there's, yeah, there's a couple in the state. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to our show. Um, we do this every week. Way, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Way. Um, thank you guys for having medicine. me. It was so fun to hang out. And thank you for going to the store to try out the extra fake Seriously. corks. Good luck. My pleasure. Have in to report mul- a balance story. Good, good, good luck on the multi on the uh, Mega Millions today. Tammy, are you going to buy a ticket? Oh my god. Too? Yeah, I have to go out now. Okay, I'm going to get one too. And uh, hopefully yeah, I'm gonna go. we're going to solve all of our audio issues if one of us wins. The, the Mega <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the nicest microphones of all time. But um, yeah, good luck to everyone playing the Mega Millions. And um, yeah, we will, if you'd like to support our show, um, do not support it if I win $830 million. It's okay, you know, but otherwise uh, you can give us $5 a month at goodbye.substack.com or support us on Patreon, either one. You can just search for TTSG pod and it'll pop up and you'll get access to our Discord server and a bunch of other, well, I don't know, I'll be honest, not a bunch of other stuff, but you know, occasionally other stuff. As a subscriber, the Discord server is wonderful. Um, there you can talk about stuff like Korean dramas. Have you started watching Attorney Woo, Tammy? Yeah, I'm in episode one. It's good so far. Is it good? Okay, I'm gonna yeah, start it like tonight. It. Yeah. Um, I, we 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 should have a, we should have like Jenny back on or something like that periodically to talk <laughs> about like the big Korean drama. That's the big one right now for the, our yeah, listeners who like Korean drama is Attorney Woo. That's the one that everyone's watching, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. both in Korean. I think it's a huge hit in Korea. I think it's a hit here too. Um. Yeah, so if you want to talk about attorney, what a great wide pitch that we're having right now. If you want to talk about this Korean drama in a Discord server with strangers, and, you know, give us $5 a month and you can do it. Uh, but that is basically the pitch. Um, and thank you, as always, to our producer, uh, May Shots. And I don't know, we'll see you all next week. Bye.